Hello, Internet. Welcome to part two of this A-Report Junior E3 special coverage. Um, God, I don't, I can't. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. We have another two hours of this. Uh, I am. Maybe. Maybe. We're going to try and keep it shorter, but it'll be two hours because I'm going to go off on, I'm going to go off on Fortnite for a while. Uh, I'm Zach Sarawick, one of your co-hosts. And my other co-host There you is... go. There you go. And I am Dale Decker. There we go. <laughs> I don't want to derail this too much. Ha ha ha. Very funny joke. We derailed the opening. <laughs> Moving on. Squaresoft <laughs> and a 20-minute video with no actual, not an actual conference this year. Square. I say Squaresoft. It's Square Enix. That's not Square what they're called. Enix. Wait. They haven't we... been Squaresoft since 20 minutes ago. Did we? Uh, did we? Did we talk about Tiny Build? Oh God, no, we didn't. Okay. Can you tell me. Okay, yes, everybody, sorry. We have to rewind the timeline. So the pre-Twitch... Jesus so, Christ. So here's the problem. When you watch uh, E3 on Twitch, you have a couple of options. Um, the main one is to just watch Twitch's official channel because they have a panel of people or who don't. will talk between... Yeah, no, don't, but <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, I need... No. <laughs> Twitch has an official channel that you can just run, and they will run all of the conferences. In between, they'll have talks and all of this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Don't do that. It's not Those good. guys are idiots. It's not good. But also, every bespoke company running those on their Twitch channel will also run, which is great because you just get like really nice, cool music and a title card leading up to their their thing. Do that. Uh, it's a little extra work, but do that. And that's because if you watch the Twitch channel, um, you might end up like Dale, who took a bullet. <laughs> For Say Report Junior, and watched what might be the thing that made me want to crawl out of my skin the most, and I only watched thirty seconds of Dude, it. It was Dale, so. It, oh. Okay, tell so, me about Tiny Build. So Tiny Build, I don't really know much about, except apparently they do Hello Neighbor, and the only reason why I know that is for five seconds, like five seconds after this terrible thing, they were like, "Oh yeah, new new Hello Neighbor thing. It's Which, co-op by the way, now." Like, yeah, I was going to say, we've all known that game is coming for, like, three years like, now. And, like... Oh, my God. But, anyway, so they basically made their presentation... It's not even really a presentation. It was basically a music video. It was basically, like, a stupid little musical about this is going to be the best game ever or the greatest game ever. And I'm like, this is awful. And then they did another song about complaining... <laughs> not complaining. Did you say... Did you say outright, by the way, that they did terrible music? Did I miss that? I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes because I could have sworn they announced another game. But did you say that they did really bad, really bad, really bad yes. musical yes. numbers? Yeah, it was awful. It was okay. so bad. Um, They did... So they did that. It's the greatest game of ever, whatever. Blah, 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 oh, God. That's not really it's the song. Like if hello, it's like if a high school musical... I almost said hello musical. That's not a thing. Hello. I almost said if... What if... I mean, it's kind of like Hello Musical. It's like we want Hel High School Musical, but bad. So we went oh, with Hello Musical, so which bad. is like worse. It was so bad. And then they did one about like fixing the problems of beta, and it's like, guys, like I get what you're trying to do, uh, but you're not doing it in a good way. Like, I love, I love independent developers. I do. I yeah, love. Oh yeah, they, I they follow need a lot all of the them. Love. I follow a lot but... of them on Twitter. In fact, I'm going to plug very quickly. If you haven't looked up Spartan Fist or Cat on a Hot Tin Roof on tw uh, tw uh, 
uh, stream. I'm stream. That's not a thing. Steam. Hey. If you haven't looked that up on Steam or itch.io, you should because um, I follow like their lead developer and she's super cool. The only reason I know anything about development in any video games is because uh, uh, Megan is her name. Follow uh, explains so much about the development process that I would never know without her. So go look up um, on a hot tin roof. Go look up Spartan Fist. Spartan Fist, they just released, and it's like this cool roguelike game where you're going through different arenas just punching dudes with various types of boxing gloves. It's very cool. Uh, it's like 15 bucks. It's nice. worth it. Um, um, but, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, then they did one, so, yeah, oh, they did one I love, about I love beta. And it's but like it's like yeah we're gonna she's like well what about the walls not being good he's like we're gonna fix it and she's like and what about the doors not opening we're gonna fix it it's like guys guys just just stop just stop which no one is liking this and then because I was stupid and I was watching the street I like I was like I had it on in the background listening to it and it was the Twitch people and I'm like okay the one of the people one of the like um what's it called. I don't know, commentators, announcers, announcers, commentators, commentators yeah. announcers. Sure. She was like, we see you in the chat. Don't pretend like you didn't like that. And it's, it's like, not pretending. No, no it's one's not. Pretending. We're not. No, it was legitimately awful. She's like, she's like, if you know the gaming industry, you know that it's just one big fun party. And we're just always having fun and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, okay. You can have fun. That I like having fun too. That wasn't good. That just wasn't performed well. You no. <laughs> There's a difference between having fun and not being able to deliver on something. Huh. It was so bad. Moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the quick start to our second part where we go on to talk about these things not over two hours. Oh Jesus, so bad. <laughs> like a part. Like okay, I hate cause... it though, because a part of me wants to try secret oh, neighbor or whatever. I. Like, I'm sorry. I I love, like I said, I love indie developers. I love theater nerds. I love people. Like I was a band theater nerd in high school. Yeah, so, so like I get it. I get it, guys. I get what you were doing. It's just like don't for like this is not your minutes, audience. For 15 minutes, don't make me sit through that. It's yeah. so bad. Well, it's also Ugh. it's also a brand of like know your audience, guys. Like yeah. we only. The people who are watching this only want to know about what games are coming out. We don't want to watch you sing or attempt, like, or try to sing or do any attempt of that. I was, is a strong word, but I attempt. I didn't want to be mean, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, was so okay, let's move on to Square Enix. Let's just, let's just move on. Let's just go on. Um, so Square Enix, which was Squaresoft like 20 years ago. I don't know why that's still in my head. Um, but Square Enix had their 20-minute quote-unquote presser, which was someone walked up to a laptop and pressed play um, and basically gave us, you know, bigger previews of stuff we already knew was coming. Um, I feel like that's what a what lot the, of this year why was. Why does this look like it says drag queen? No. Dude, you can't Dragon Quest. Only... It says, sorry, it says Dragon <laughs> Quest. <laughs> I was like, wait, my handwriting. Why does it say drag queen something? Oh, I would play oh, that. I would play that, though. Uh, um, Dragon Quest Eleven is coming, which, yep. I mean, that's one of those big franchises like Final Fantasy where, like, I don't know, you could probably dip in at whatever one looks interesting. Yeah. Um, they're also going to do a cross with 
Slime Hunter, another series I don't ever play or care about, but sure, if you're a fan, they're coming. Um, Tomb Raider. Shadow of the oh, Tomb Raider is coming. Tomb Raider coming? Okay, sweet. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming oh, in September. Oh, I knew that. I knew that because of big, Microsoft. Yeah, we got a bit. Yeah, yeah, we know that from Microsoft. We know that from announcements a month ago. We know that from two years ago when someone was sitting on a train looking at an email talking about um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and there was a games journalist sitting behind them that took photos over their shoulder like it was Deep Throat talking about Watergate. Like, we all knew this game was coming for two years. Um, that's not a joke, by the way. Like, no. literally, someone was looking at an email on, on a train somewhere, and, like, this leaked, like, two years ago because a games journalist peeked over a, soldier, a shoulder and took a picture from their phone. Yeah, it's I... bad. It's bad, people. <laughs> I love the Tomb Raider. I love the new Tomb Raider games. Um, I wish when the newest ones came out, these reboots that came out, I wish they had called them Lara Croft instead. Because yeah, here's, the, here's the thing. Yeah. For three games now, they have used the same line, which is become the Tomb Raider every time. Yeah. Every time they have talked about this is where Lara Croft becomes the Tomb Raider. It's like you can't do that over 10 years now yeah. of a reboot of a series. I love the series. It's excellent. It's the best thing they could have do done. Uh, Lara Croft exists because they were making an Indiana Jones game and someone went, no one's going to look at Indiana Jones' ass for five <laughs> for like five hours because they're all teenage boys. Let's make it a woman. And they created Lara Croft. That's literally where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> and they have taken this hugely problematic and sexist symbol and they have made a an amazingly badass. powerful, oh, badass feminist figure. Now, still has the problems that Indiana Jones has of like cultural appropriation and all of this mm -hmm. stuff. It, that exists. Valid criticism, people should talk about that. And in fact, Word is that this game kind of talks about that, where it's like, um, again, going back to the Waypoint thing I talked about last week, seriously, everybody, go to Waypoint and look at this stuff. It's waypoint.vice.com. It's, really it's really good. And also, uh, Rhode Island, Danielle is there, and she deserves it. But <laughs> it's the most <laughs> important thing about the whole site. Um, but... Uh, they got a preview of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and they talk about how this demo they went to is, um, you know, Lara grows and grabs this knife, goes back to this town. There's this whole thing about this, like, lost city completely developed outside of, like, European influence. All of this stuff. Really cool. She goes and finds this guy that wanted the knife and all this stuff. She brings the knife to them and goes, hey, I got you the relic from the tomb I raided look at this, and the guy goes, wait, where's, where's the box? He's like, wait, I mean the box. She's like, Where, where's the box this thing was in? She's like, this thing wasn't in a box. I grabbed the thing and I ran because there was, you know, traps and yeah. shit coming at me. And he's like, you didn't leave it in, how did you not leave it in the box? And all of a sudden, the next 20 minutes is this area being completely flooded and trashed because she went in and grabbed what she thought was important, not realizing what was really important, and just, like, ran. And it's like, oh, there are consequences to your stupidity, Lara Croft. <laughs> like, it's so cool sounding, this idea that it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't get to just 
dive into these places and steal shit and leave. Like there are consequences to your actions oh, and yeah. real people are affected by it. Like I like I like that they have taken her oh. this direction. Well, real video um, game people. <laughs> real video game people. I, I, well, what's interesting is that like Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have been doing these games forever. Yeah. Like this isn't like a new company came in and was like, we're going to reboot Lara Croft. This was the same company that has been making Lara Croft games for years and Tomb Raider games for years when we need to fix this problem. Like, I think that's what's really cool yeah. about it. Even even if there are still problematic things to talk about, even if there are still issues that are going to get articles written about them, mm-hmm. which are cool, and, and, like, I love the idea of video games being broken down that critically. I also love the idea that, like, the people that made this character went, we need to fix this. Um, it's a lot like God of War that just came out. You know, God of War was hugely misogynistic, hugely yeah. violent thing. And the latest one to come out this year was like, hey, what if Kratos was like, fuck, like I have a son and he's going to think I'm a, <laughs> a terrible person and we need to fix this. <laughs> like, I, I love I love that idea of people. I, mean, I love the idea of people growing up and maturing. So that's that's what this franchise really has been. Um, again, though, I really wish that like the first game had just been called Lara Croft and the second game had been called The Rise of Lara Croft. Yeah. And then the third, and then the third game could be called Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you're not trying to sell three games over 2012 to 2018 as watch Lara Croft become the Tomb Raider. She's always bad. It's like you can't yeah, use no, that. You can, <laughs> you you... can do. <laughs> it's over. Um, <laughs> we got a final four, uh, Final Fantasy 14 expansion. Never yep. played it. Don't nope. care. Um, Babylon's Fall. Yeah, made what by is the... that? Uh, I have no idea, but made by the same people that do Bayonetta and Nier Automata, Platinum okay. Games. Platinum All Games right. makes a bunch of crazy, cool action games. It'll probably be worth, you know, checking out when it actually Comes out. has a trailer. Yeah, I have no idea what it's about. Um, Octopath Traveler. Um, yep. Octopath Traveler, new RPG that's been around for about a year. It had a demo version on Switch. Yeah, which is finally what I coming played. out. Yeah, finally coming out in July. New demo being released i think next week um if not end of this week um really cool a beautiful looking game um this idea yeah, that cool there are animation. eight i think eight characters you can choose from yep. and each one of them has a special ability mm-hmm. uh in order to interact with the world so if you are the dancer you can yeah. seduce people into doing things you want or if you're the um, the rogue, you can bribe them or something like that. Or if you're the researcher, you can trade knowledge with them and yeah, stuff like that to yeah. get through the game. Looks really cool. I'm excited. To, I'm, it's probably one of the first Switch games this year that I'm really excited for. We're going to get into that in the Nintendo section about their second year being a little weird. Um, but Octopath like, yeah. has been a game that I didn't have a lot of interest in originally, but I am super interested in now. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. yeah, now now that we know more about the game mm-hmm. and have seen like eight different demos for yeah. it. Like I played uh, I play I did try the demo on the Switch when it first came out and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting enough." I'm and, not and gor- sure if I care enough though. Yeah. Like but gorgeous. Like I I want to oh, talk about the the, oh, the artwork yeah. for this game. It's so super cool. It's it's a half 2D, half 3D mm-hmm. game where yeah. everything is kind of pixel art, but the environments are 3D. And it yeah. just looks beautiful to play. It's so cool. Like, every character is distinct. 
the environments look so beautiful, like yeah. totally worth. That's what Scary Enix does really well. Um, they have a really bad habit of creating brand new engines for every game that they put out, which is why it takes them forever to do things like put out the Final Fantasy VII remake we didn't see this year um, that they've been teasing for like 10 years now. It's because every year they're like, oh, we're working on a new engine and new character designs. Oh, we updated the engine and the character designs. <laughs> I I secretly believe there's no one working on that game. I think there's just like I think every year they're just like no 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> um, oh just Cause Four. Yep. That's was, a weird. Which was talked about at that, Microsoft. Yes, um, that's a fun crazy series. Um, the big appeal of that series is that you can do wild crazy shit with the physics. Yeah. yeah. Um, just Cause Three really stumbled. So just Just Cause Two, which I haven't played, but I know is is really lauded as like. Uh, the story is kind of weird. It's like you're creating this revolution within this island, and um, the big push to it is that you can kind of jump into a situation and do things like, I'm going to strap a explosive barrel to this dude and rocket him across the map and then s- explode him. Like, that's the type of crazy stuff that I let you do. And then Just Cause 3 didn't had that same ability, but didn't encourage you to do it. Um, I got that game for free off of like PS Plus one month, yeah. and I played it for like two hours, and I got bored with it because there was definitely crazy stuff I could do. I was never once, ex- it was never once explained to me how to do it or why I should do that versus anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really hoping Just Cause 4 fixes that because I know that people had a lot of fun in Just Cause 3 walking up to a deer, mm-hmm. taking a grappling hook which would like you could strap one thing to another so it's like yeah, i could yeah. i could hit one guy and hit you know another explosive barrel again like across the room attach them and then just kind of smack them together and then they would explode the game Jesus. never wanted you to do that oh. never told you to do that but you could do it and so like people would be like here's a deer no. and what i did was on every single arm of this deer i strapped to a tree a different tree and then i put a rocket mine on its stomach and i just set it off and i watched it just kind of slingshot itself across oh, oh my god um so That's just crazy. cause four seems to be going back to that craziness because they have introduced um again like forza which we mentioned last episode is introducing this dynamic weather system, which is going to kind of change things up. Uh, the biggest thing being tornadoes. So we're just going to just have tornadoes randomly going across the map that you can either drive into or shoot stuff into or fly up with. Cause the other thing is that this game had like just cause two was one of the first games that had a wingsuit that was really fun to just kind of fly around in. So the idea of taking a wingsuit and flying into a tornado and flying up it like Superman and just <laughs> rocketing myself somewhere sounds really fun. That's I just really, I just really hope the story Holds introduces up. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just really hope it lets you do that because otherwise you're just being told to do it. And it's like you, you do dumb shit on your own, and then the story is like, okay, now just go kill a bunch of guys and blow this up and yeah. move on. Yeah. Not as fun. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but. Uh, they also had the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, which is the same Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer we got the day before. Yep. I think when we get into Sony later, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 finally, yep. which was finally a different trailer. But I just cannot believe that two days straight they played the same trailer. Yeah, that was I weird. I cannot. <laughs> that is <laughs> insane. 
big, the, the other weird thing about that is there's a section of that trailer where they start playing this really dramatic background music. And I think it's supposed to be important, yeah. which is why they do this. But they play this really dramatic background music. And then they're playing a bunch of different scenes from the game. And you can only hear the dialogue as they're running around doing stuff where it's like, oh, oh, my God, save her. And it's like, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And they run back and forth. But none of the action sound effects are in there. None of the ambient sound is in there. And so it's just background music and dialogue. And then it's like people will run in to do an action thing. And all you can hear is the song. There's no background music. Or there's no background sound. It's all music. And it feels like it was done by accident. Until we get to Sony later when they do it again. And you realize they did it on purpose. It's just not an exciting enough song to get you pumped up yeah. for what's happening. Well, the, thing, the thing is, is like there, there is that moment in Kingdom Hearts, like the first one, where the whole opening is basically, it's, ju- it's just a song. Like, and there's some dialogue, but there's very little, but there's that, the whole opening is just, it's basically a music video. Um, uh, it's probably so why I like, never finished Kingdom Hearts 1. So it's kind of their thing, to play Ugh. with sound in in their trailers, but I don't remember that. I just remember Frozen being there and getting upset. Yeah, um, <laughs> Frozen. Not not Elsa. Frozen. Her name is Frozen. Olaf's name is Frozen. It's all Frozen. It's all Frozen. You sound like yeah! you sound like every grandmother who is like, oh look at that, it's Frozen. I oh man, I don't like Frozen. Um, at all. I don't like that Oh, don't worry, because we're going to get Pirates of the Caribbean later with Johnny Depp, everybody's current favorite, Johnny Depp. He's voiced by someone else. Don't worry about it. Oh, is it? Uh, Um, But yeah, so, yeah, I saw Frozen, and I was like, ugh, why is is this, why? uh, Like, I get why it's here, but but then Tangled happened, and I was very happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Tangled is uh, almost enough... Tangled alone is almost enough for me to play those games. Like I like Di- I I like Disney. I love Disney. Whatever. I'm not like a crazy Disney person, but I do enjoy Disney. But Tangled is what is is what is the thing that is like should, Dale should play this. <laughs> you should look up the comparisons between Kingdom Heart three and Tangled when it was released. Because they did the same thing when the Toy Story world was announced, yeah. where Rex is way more defined than he ever was yeah, in, in Toy- three yeah. Toy Story movies. Yeah. And I, the uh... same thing with Rapunzel. Rapunzel is like way more defined than she ever was in Tangled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, <God. clears throat> but that was, that was basically it for Square, except for... Ah! Quiet Man, right? Is this what we're yes. can we talk about? Quiet this Man, beautiful live about... action, oh full motion video, video God. game, maybe. No, so so, so explain explain the Quiet Man trailer. Okay, so I like I said, I only really watched the trailers after the first two days. Um, and here's the thing the reason... with the Square Conference, that's all we got. Yeah. So if you yeah, watch so... the trailer, you've um... watched the Square Conference. <laughs> so the Quiet Man one, I was looking through the Twitter feed. And they mention, oh, your guys' reaction during The Quiet Man or whatever. It was like a gif or something. And I was like, hmm, The Quiet Man, that is a movie with John Wayne. And it takes place <laughs> in Ireland. I'm sorry, hmm, hold on. Is this cartoon? Oh, yeah, there's a movie. It's um, it's like an apparent, I don't know, it's like a huge, he, 
he pretty much goes to Ireland, or he's from Ireland, or he goes back yeah, to John Ireland. John Wayne goes to Ireland and cowboys it up in Ireland yeah, instead of pretty much. the southwest it's, of America. It's a very, <laughs> it's a, it's a very old-fashioned movie, because um, it's about <laughs> him. It's about him trying to get back with this woman who he was dating, or I think, and um, it's like about her Dow too like so getting money and it's it, but then like at the end oh, at the end they like finally get the spoilers for the quiet man it's it's an old movie so <laughs> whatever if you haven't John seen it you're Wayne not gonna movie. see it um he, like he finally gets the money and then like i think they throw it away like it's not so it's like no it's not really about this like i should i seriously do love her whatever anyways so i saw that and i was like hmm well, I'm gonna that check this be, out because this is would be no crazy. way. I would love, it's no way. This is John Wayne video a game. Japanese vi- like video game company be like, we're gonna make this John Wayne movie into a video game. I need to. I need to let you know. I love John Wayne, um, and it, it could like it could be just because of exposure. Because I had to take. I took a John Ford class, and John Ford and John <laughs> the, Wayne are like the BFFs of history. The um, only the only John Wayne movie I've ever seen is Stagecoach. Which is a John <gasps> Ford movie starring so John Wayne, and the only reason I saw it That's is because it was playing here in town, and it's all about going to Las Cruces, which is three hours away from me. It's yeah. the Wells Fargo, yeah, cart going <laughs> to Cruces. So, you, or no, sorry, Lordsburg. They're I'll, going to Lordsburg, yes, which yeah, is also exactly. an hour in the other direction. From <laughs> me, so. I, I love Stagecoach. Anyways, <laughs> so I see. So this is what goes through my head. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. So I, see, so I see the quiet man and I was like, or quiet man. And I was like, well, I need to check this out because there's no way that there is a John Wayne video game coming out based <laughs> on the quiet man. I mean, let's because be honest. The nobody knows that game, movie. Let's be honest. The Red Dead Redemption games are John Wayne. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, so, so I see it. So I click it and I'm like, all right. Then the trailer starts. And it's like a cinematic trailer. It's a, it's, it's Not live action, live exactly. action, like people. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a different turn. Let's see where it goes. Felt like a mobile uh, commercial, which I mentioned I hate. So it's going. And then it's like sound cuts off. And yeah, so these two, these two guys, like two, I don't know, they look like punks. They look like mugs or muggers or whatever. <laughs> mugs. They look like mugs. <laughs> they look Speaking like muggers. John Wayne. Hello, mugs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pilgrim. Um, anyways, so it's like two. Oh, my it's like God, two... was that your John Wayne? Hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a better John Wayne. But like, I I'm never going to let you record a better John Wayne than that. But, uh, but I have a better one. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No. You shouldn't record for this long anymore. <laughs> okay, anyways. What conference into this. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so the quiet man. So it's, a very, so it's live action, right? And then it switches to gameplay. Well, not gameplay. Like, really obviously. Like, like very obviously how. it switches to, like, oh my normal God. video game so art. So, back, back in the GameCube era, when the, the 
Lord of the Rings video games were coming out, they tried to sell one of those on the transition from the live action cutscene into the video game scene. Well, I mean... Like, I still remember this in my brain as like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what you're trying to sell. Where it was like, here's a cutscene from the movie, and then we're going to transition into the CGI. Wait, are you like, talking about Quan? Wait, what are you talking about? Lord of the Rings oh. tried to do this in GameCube. Oh, well, we, okay. So and GameCube, so, it doesn't work. But then, No, but then this one is just as obvious yeah. that they have transitioned into 10, like 10 to, to 15 years later. <laughs> we still have not figured out how to transition from live action into CGI, obviously. And they are still using it as an E3 selling point for a game nobody's heard of. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Quantum Break, that's pretty much, you play the oh, game and then you watch the TV show. And it's great. No, no, no. I will not let you bring that down. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is great. All right? All right? I love it. Anyway, so it turns, <sighs> the coolest, so so basically it's this kid and he, he has like a bag with him. Um a brown paper bag and he walks up to these muggers he's a drug bag yeah like (laughs) and they're like what are you gonna do blah 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 and then he points to his ears and then shakes his head and then all sound goes away and it's just like a buzzing and i'm like i am so excited for this game now (laughs) because if it is a if it if it is what i want it to be it's gonna be fantastic well, uh, what do you what do you want it to I be? Base, I want it to be silent. I want like just there to be a buzz and like just I a have, buzz and just like the sound of people punching and the sound of people. Yeah, and like the muffled sound. Like I want it to be muffled, and I have to use the other senses. I have to use sight and I have to use sight. Um, because you can't really use the other. You can't use, can't use taste during you can't a fight. Use taste. Really I mean, you could, but it'll just have to dis. It'll It'd have be really to, awkward. It would you know have you to describe. A, you, know you disarm a mugger is you start licking them. <laughs> They're like, "What the fuck is going on?" They run the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know that's what you do. Um, but but yeah, like it could it could you could do the um taste and touch and stuff it would just be, have to be described to you as like oh this feels really bumpy i think it's you know corroded i don't know i don't know what I mean, this game rumble, is about i don't know what this game is about i mean that's the other problem with all of this <laughs> is that square enix did 20 minutes of like previews and i don't know how to play any of their no. games right now no. but i am very excited for quiet man i'm i'm interested it's like if you're playing as that. a deaf. I am interested. If the if the character, if the main character that you are playing as is a deaf character, I am very excited to see what that means in Ugh. a video game world, which is primarily primarily like relies on sound. Yeah. To yeah. get their things across and visuals. They're, they're going really to really use that HD rumble yeah. on your controller. It's going to be crazy. But I'm so excited for it. Oh, and I kind so... of hope that it takes place in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> I will be so happy uh so that was square yeah again 20 minutes <laughs> bunch of previews for stuff we'd already kind of seen that's, um, that's that was kind of the weird thing about e3 this year is that it was stuff we already you know knew about for it the most was part, and then like think, things that kept getting repeated 
we're we're still coming off of um, 2017 was still a huge year for games. And I think what happened was E3 last year really tried to capitalize on that. You know, it was halfway through. We had gotten the Switch release. We had gotten Horizon. We had gotten Resident Evil 7. And yeah. so, like, E3 came along, and I think there was a lot of pressure on them, on, like, everybody to be like, this is the middle of a huge gaming year. We have to deliver. And I don't think anybody really did. Mm. Like, they tried, but I don't think they did. We got yeah. Horizon DLC and Days Gone from PlayStation, and we got a lot of really cool indies from Microsoft, and then that milkshake duck of the one that was like, <laughs> yeah, but what if feminism ruled the world and it was terrible? Like, like everybody kind of just like fell on their face last year. Mm. And so I'm not surprised that this year was like everyone trying to play it safe because they don't know what What's when the next big year is going to be. Um we got really lucky this year with like a handful of stuff, but like Switch is kind of stumbling through their second year and PlayStation really just got God of War. Like that's pretty much it. Like Pl Monster Hunter World was really big at the beginning of the year and then nobody's talking about it anymore. Mm, yeah. And like God of War was huge three weeks ago and we all kind of experienced yeah, it done. Yeah. and we're done. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're, we're kind of wait. Everyone's kind of like on their toes <laughs> waiting for what next year is going to bring, yeah. which who knows next year, 2020, even we're going to get another big year, but we're just in a, we're in a transition phase for everybody yeah. as we all kind of figure out where yeah. we're going. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> um, so but, Ubisoft. <laughs> we get Ubisoft opening with their weird, 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 weird Just Dance opening that they have done every year for a while now because they know that, like, Just Dance is their Madden, yeah. where it's just like, we know that the people who will buy this will buy this and no one else will care. So we're just like, gonna have fun. Let's get a dancing panda and aliens on stage for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft is weird. I love Ubisoft because, like, they do some of the worst. <laughs> They do some of the worst business practices in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to actually talk about one of those in a second here. But they do some of the worst business practices in the industry. And at the same time, I think that they all really think that they're doing the best thing that they can. Like, they definitely love what they're doing. But I think the, like, three people at the top might be some of the most evil individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, and so it's like, just dance. We know everybody loves just dance. We're going to get a big dancing panda and some aliens in a marching band and we're going to open this thing with this really awkward opening of all of these people dancing and everyone going yeah this is cool let's move on from just dance now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get it you just dance and they did it. it's coming on. out in october we're done moving on exactly um, um so that was the opening um and then we get division but then they two right uh, they into went two. into they went into a few things actually before Division Two. They actually went into Beyond Good and Evil first, oh, which is interesting. Yes. So they went into Beyond Good and Evil Two first. Every cinematic of this game looks amazing. Yeah. I wish that they would stop trying to make a game and just make a series or a movie at this point because it looks fantastic that way, yeah. and the game will never look this good. The game will never look this good. It will never give you the feeling that these cinematics give you. It just won't. It won't. It won't. <laughs> like, I, like, every time I see one of these, I get really excited, and I have to remind myself that the game will never be as good as it's whatever this thing like is trying this. to sell. Yeah. But 
That's unfortunate. Beautiful cinematic of coming back to the pirate ship, uh, you know, at the end of a mission, and everyone's all excited, and then they get attacked. And the big reveal for all of this at the very end of that cinematic for the few people out there who are completely lost as to why this game is big, the person to show up at the end of that cinematic is the main character from the first game. Yeah. That person that attacked the ship and was with the soldiers, and they looked at them and went, Jade, oh my god. Yeah, that's the character from the first game. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a prequel. Yeah. Um, so we don't know exactly what has happened between Beyond Good and Evil 2 and the original game, but something has happened because in the original game, you play as Jade as a photojournalist who is exposing this massive government conspiracy in all of this. And the fact that she's working with the government at the end of this trailer is huge. Yes. For those of you who had no idea what was going on, because there's like 10 people out there who love Beyond Good and Evil and have been very vocal on Twitter about getting a sequel, um, and everyone else has no idea what's going on. Um, but the bigger thing was that they announced a really weird program that we need to talk about for a second. Um, and there's a good chance that 99% of the people working at Ubisoft think that this is a great idea, but I cannot help but think that there is a 1% of people who work at Ubisoft who are like, I want to bilk people for as much labor as I can get for as cheap as I can get. Um, they are partnering with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his uh, collective, his company, Hit Record, that has been around since 2010, mm -hmm. to put in like murals and music and like radio broadcasts and a bunch of other writing and music and artwork into the universe of okay, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah. So because I heard what the, about that. And yeah. I, I didn't know that's what the Joseph Gordon Levitt thing was. Because I, again, I was only looking at the Twitter feed and I saw a picture of him and I was like, what does he have to do with it? Yeah. Just like, yeah. And, and so, I didn't know it was the hit record stuff. I, like, yeah. I didn't even put that together, um, which is dumb. But, anyways, moving on. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, so, so anybody out there who doesn't know what hit record is, it was a company that, hit, that uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt started about 10 years ago or eight years ago, I think it was in 2010, so eight years ago, um, where people collaborate on artwork, they all get paid, like, was their big thing, was, like, everybody's going to get paid that collaborates on this, and everybody gets to, you know, it's to give exposure, quote-unquote, yeah. to independent artists. Um, the problem is that over those years, people have started to figure out that like that model doesn't work as well as Joseph Gordon-Levitt thought it would. Um, and I want to be clear here. I think that he is in the right place. I, I think his heart is in the right place. I think he very much looked around, saw people, you know, people are not paying for art or want to pay for art the way that they used to in like those like late 90s and early 2000s. I think that people started to you know, especially like very hipster movements yeah. toward like craft work and manual work and stuff like that, as well as baby boomer movements back toward labor work, stuff like that. I think that artwork is not being as valued as it was in the early 2000s. And so when Hit Recorders created, the idea was that artists would collaborate and get paid together. And through their collaboration, they would create something, you know, worth getting paid for. Um, and so, like, the very quick version of that is, let's say I create a song with a guitar and a very simple, 
you know, drum beat in the background. And I put it up on the hit record website. Literally anybody else who has a hit record account, uh, account can come in, take that song, remix it, add another layer of instrumentation, put more complicated, you know, guitar work or drum or drum work on that, all that. And then someone else can come in and do the same thing yeah. over and over. So now this thing that I created by myself now has five, you know, creators to it. And so if that thing gets sold, the profit from that, I have no idea what hit records take is. I'm not going to, you know, theorize or all that, but whatever money would go to the artist gets split between the five people that created and collaborated and remixed this thing. And so there are people out there who feel like they have been cheated because their thing that they really liked then got switched around by like five other people they didn't even know. And then like it got split between them and the thing that they got paid for wasn't even the thing that they created all of this stuff. So after about a five to 10 minutes of Joseph Gordon-Levitt on stage being charming and cute, talking about how great it would be if we created artwork for Beyond Good and Evil and the people who are working on the head of the creative team there talking about how much they want the fans to be involved. And like, I truly believe that the three people on that stage believe what they were saying the whole time, even if it was, you know, scripted and teleprompted and all of that. I think that they really believe that, you know, Beyond Good and Evil has created this crazy giant cult following over the years. Yeah. I don't think the game they're creating for Beyond Good and Evil 2 is anything that any of those people wanted, but whatever. I think that those people, I think that there are people working on this game. I think the developers on this game care very much about the game they're making. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt believes not only in Hit Record, but believes in this program that yeah. he signed up for with them where... Uh, you know, if you get a mural, you know, graffiti work put on a building somewhere in Beyond Good and Evil, if you get music that goes on the radio, if you get background music made, like people getting, I think they believe in people getting paid for that. I think they believe in people working on that is great. The problem is that they have created a situation where thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of independent creators are going to spend a lot of time that they could be spending on contracted prepaid work or advanced, you know, payment work or freelance work, all of that. They're going to be spending a lot of time putting their work into a lottery for stuff that might never go into a game. Yeah. And that is, that is the concern right now that people are going to be spending a lot of time hoping and for stuff that like, we still don't even know how anyone's going to get credited if their work goes in the game. Like if it's part of the credits at the end of, what is seemingly an infinite game. So I don't know where the credits actually roll on that. Or if like, if I look at a mural, it's going to say this mural created by blank. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't know, we don't know enough. And to Joseph Gordon Levitt's credit, you know, I've been, I follow him on Twitter. I've been watching people concerned about this. Um, again, I follow a lot of independent developers. I follow a lot of games journalists people have been raising this question and at least about an hour or so before we started recording today, mm-hmm. he had said, he put out a tweet that basically said, you know, I've been listening to everybody. I don't, I, I think I need some time to put a conducive, you know, statement together because I don't think Twitter is like the best part for that. Cause he had, he had put out a small statement uh, in this whole time that 
he was on stage, no mention of payment ever came up. Yeah. And, um, you know, he had put out a, a quick Twitter statement that basically said, I think, you know, I, I thought that there would be a part about that on the teleprompter and I think it got cut for whatever that's worth. <laughs> um, but, you know, hit record was always very big on the idea that people would get paid. And again, criticisms about that are all over the place and you can find those. But that was always a big ethos of hit record was that like the music and the artwork and the writing that you put on hit record is yours. It's not you know, there, there's probably some small percentage that hit record is taking, taking for, yeah. for processing fees or keeping up the website. But the idea was that it wasn't like you created the stuff. And then two years later, Joseph Gordon Levitt got to go out on stage and be like, Hey, look at this thing <laughs> I created. Like it was yours. He was always yeah. very big about independent creators getting to keep the rights oh, to their own artwork. Yeah. And, you know, once you add in a giant video game company, we don't know what that means. Yeah. No one knows what that means anymore. <laughs> yeah, Especially Ubisoft, crazy. who's like who like a big part of Assassin's Creed Origins last year. As great as that game was for people who were like, hey, not only did we get a black main character, but like it, this is the best Assassin's Creed game in years because it's so different. But also there's microtransactions out the ass here. Like Ubisoft is not a perfect company and never has been. And so the idea, like, there's already connotations that come with signing up with Ubisoft for a, pro a program like this. Yeah. So, so, Interesting. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Huh. I mean, I'm waiting to see, you know, in the next day or so what that statement is yeah. from Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Hit Record. I'm, I'm interested to see what Ubisoft says about that. I also don't begrudge any artist that submits work to this thing. Like there are people out there who are perfectly happy to like sketch a thing and send it to Ubisoft and never care about even getting paid once because they just want to have their artwork included in this game that they loved, you know, over a decade ago and is finally getting the sequel they wanted. Yeah, well, it's also it's part of that, you know, that community feel that we right. were, that we've talked about in the past. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to send in this thing that and like it's like oh this is just like a quick sketch or it's just a quick little riff I just wrote like just to know that it's in a game that I love like I if 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 they did that for her like say they did that for Horizon Zero Dawn like I probably would try and submit something I am not a <coughs> great drawer or anything like that like yeah it's it's a matter of do you care about getting credit for something do you care if or do you care just knowing that you participated? It's kind of like that idea, I guess. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it goes back to fears of like, we live in a economy now that's like we have Uber and Lyft as a, as yeah. a businesses that are like <laughs> people are getting paid for very minimal work that they like very minimally paid exactly. for very minimal work they do. And, you know, vice versa. And the last thing a lot of people don't want is like this to become the norm. Yeah. And I think that's, like, where a lot of those fears come exactly. from and a lot of those questions. Oh, yeah, it, and it's totally valid, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting topic. <laughs> it is, it is, um, and we will see what happens as we go forward. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to get as much as we did from Beyond Good and Evil yeah. 2 this year. We got another huge cinematic. We got, we got some even, like, minimal gameplay, but we got some gameplay from them, like, 
the the whole thing with Beyond Good and Evil franchise is that like they put out a trailer ten years ago at like an E3 that was like really cool, and then no one talked about it for a while. So there was I think a feeling when they made this like the linchpin of their their conference last year that they were going to end on this huge Beyond Good and Evil thing and talk about how it's this procedurally generated giant universe with an infinite number of planets. I think a lot of people went, we're going to believe it when we see it. <laughs> and the fact that this was the second thing out of the gate for them, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect to see more than like another two-minute cinematic. Honestly, if they hadn't shown anything this year, I wouldn't have been surprised. So the fact that they even showed this much yeah, and then went it. into this yeah. whole pitch about the community involvement and all of that, yep. you know, as shady or not as it may be, there's way more going on with this game than I expected. Okay. So that means that they are developing it and they are creating a game and we might actually see something soon. Yeah. More than anyone ever really expected was coming. Um, so... Uh, the rest of Ubisoft, let's see. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they talked about. Another yes. kind of uh, update. Sequel, but prequel at the same time because it takes place years before mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins. Really cool. The biggest, most important thing about that is that you get to choose between a man, man and, a, and woman, a woman. And also, you get to romance anybody you want. So oh, if Anthem, Anthem and Bioware were like, no romance options this year, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey went, screw it. You get to choose the gender of your character, and also they're bisexual no matter what. <laughs> so you get to romance anybody you want in all of this. Um, <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, um, that's even cool. funnier, watching idiots online who are like, but Greeks didn't have gay people. Dude, just everybody just, go Google just the Greek. Just go stop. Google yeah. the ancient, <laughs> ancient Greece. It was the gayest society. Yeah. So, uh, so that's oh the cool thing God. about Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now. Um, Skull and Bones. I know that you're yes! very excited about that. <laughs> um, ship combat. You don't get to do as intricate of exploration and kind of ship movement that you get to do in um, Sea of Thieves, Mate? say. Yeah, no. But, maybe. I mean, it's yeah, a giant... It's... It's a giant multiplayer arena of ship battles. Yeah, and I'm so excited for it because it it kind of sucks though because the the um trailer that they show is basically what we've seen already. Like I've already seen that exact battle play out. Like I've seen it. The only thing that I don't remember ever seeing was the um like battering ram part, like at the very end, and. It was the first time we saw customize, um, customizable things, okay. from, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. But I do remember seeing that, that part of them being like, oh, there, there is a cargo ship, or I don't think it's a cargo ship. Or it's like, there's a Portuguese um, ship with their little escort. We're going to have to take a, we have to, we have to take the element of surprise and go around the opposite way of the island and hit them head on. Like that, I've seen that, but I don't care that I've seen it. I could watch it a thousand times <laughs> because of how, it, how excited I am for this game. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for it too, because like, like I, I like Sea of Thieves. I'm, I'm, I was a fan of it. I think I like what they're going for. I get it. And I'm excited to see the stuff they add to it. But, the ship battle stuff is the action in that game. It's so when you come across another person. Exactly. And it's like, now we need to take them down. And that's also, you know, Assassin's Creed 4 okay. and Rogue. And yep. it's coming back for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. It's sea shanties and, and then, ship battles are and coming then, back. And then the, so. coolest, the coolest thing, too, is, like, it's really, you're going to feel like a pirate. And, like, 
Like, I felt like a pirate during Black Flag. It happens. You're going to feel like a pirate during Skull and Bones because, yeah, you're going to have to ally against huge ships. And then, huh, once the loot is out, you're no longer allies. <laughs> and the fight yeah. continues. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm so, like, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this game. And it, it says that you, you can sign up for the beta. And I was like, yeah, I, I've been signed up for the beta <laughs> uh, for two years now. Uh, I would like it to come out. I would uh, like a beta. <laughs> I would please like a beta. Please into this game now, please. <laughs> please. Um, let's see. Uh, just really quickly, one of the other stuff, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, I never play it and I don't care. Yeah. Um, Trials Rising, the only interesting thing about that, so it's a motorcycle stunt game. The only interesting thing about that whole presentation was that the developer came in in an evil Knievel yep. suit and... <laughs> In a, a mini bike, and then dr- just fell on the podium, uh, completely staged, but oh, so hilarious! Yeah. So the, I saw, absolutely I saw worth watching that. that. Um, crew two, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the crew is interesting because the crew was like, "Hey, what if Fast and the Furious, but it took place across the entire country, and it was really badly put together. The story is written badly, and all that." Uh, by all accounts, crew two. Not much better, unfortunately, so whatever. <laughs> we'll wait to see the reviews on that. Um, I think... Oh, Division 2. So Division, Division two, 2, one of the the top 10, uh, Tom Clancy from Which, Beyond the Grave. Yeah. Um, looks uh, franchises. very interesting. Um, uh, looks more interesting to me than the Division 1. Yes. Uh, I mentioned agreed. this, I think, last week where uh, Ubisoft is really good at their sequels being really better fully realized than their original product so i think division one was like what if we had this thing where you got in fights in the streets of a real american city after uh you know an apocalypse or whatever and they kind of went with that and it was kind of boring and a lot of people had you know critical analysis of that whatever but division two is like okay what if that but good (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so now we're in washington dc um yeah. It looks cool. It, does it looks look pretty. Cool. It's very pretty. And um, it's very cool that it's, I mean, it's not cool that's going to be sent out in episodes because why don't you just give me the whole game at once? Like, well, why do I, I think have it's, to wait? I think, it's the, whole, I think but, it's the whole game and then there are DLC episodes coming yeah. later, but those are going to be free. Free. Which is that is super cool. About. So and I think I that's, like that's them happening supporting. A lot yeah, I think that's year. more of a we're going to support this game at least a year or so after release with these episodic DLC things that are free. But I think there is a full game coming to start. I don't I think that there's, so. I hope I'm, so for I the sake so of too, people but... who, are me- who want that game. Um, right. The weirdest thing was, I think it was during Microsoft's to go back to last week, but Microsoft's um, presentation of division two was so weird. The gameplay. Was that the one with the um, really bad, pre-recorded banter or yes. was that Ubisoft? No, nope. it was Microsoft, right? It was Microsoft because yeah. it starts and I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, so you're going through. <laughs> so I thought it was um, game, game characters. Dialogue. I thought yeah. it was game dialogue. <laughs> and then like I real there was, there was a point where I realized I'm like, oh no, this is supposed to be game chat. I know, this they did is the same awful. Thing the, they did the like, same thing with Division 1. Where it's like, where it's just like, oh, I mean, and if you listen, they actually kind of did the same thing with the anthem 
uh, yeah. trailer earlier, <laughs> which is like, all of that is supposed to be real people talking, but no one ever says, hey, I've got this weapon I got from the last quest. I'm going to go use it now. Bye. Yeah, like, exactly. no, that's not how people talk. No. People talk like, hey, 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 watch out because I'm shooting this thing now. <laughs> it's like, gone. People, people also talk like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> 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 or like, oh, you noob. Why? What you doing? What are you doing shooting at him? You can't <laughs> take him down. Instead, yeah, not... Not hey, let's go look at this airplane. Yeah. Hey, or like, this is a hey, cool airplane. Watch what out do you think behind you. Or hey, guys, let's have some strategy before we go guns blazing. No, oh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. It really Jesus. doesn't. There's a reason uh, why I don't use chat. <laughs> uh, the only other really interesting thing to talk about with Division Two right now is that Polygon did this great interview with the developers, where someone was like, "So you've got." A bunch of people in a civil war in the U.S., you know, after some sort of plague. Yes. Cool. Okay. Uh, and this guy is walking with an AR-15 and an American flag bandana on his head. Yes. Yep. Cool. And they're marching through Washington, D.C. Yes. Cool. But what's your political statement? Oh, we're not making a political statement. We just think it'd be really cool if you could go through D.C. in the summer and really feel that heat from the graphics that we're putting in the game. Oh and God. it's like, dude, your whole pitch is about how the America fell and had this like civil war after this plague that devastated. And you're telling us that there's no political angle to this game? It's like, no, 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 no. I just think it'd be really cool to shoot a gun in D.C. in the post <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh man oh god that was just really it was Ridiculous. just really interesting to watch someone just like dodge questions that badly just great. so badly dodge questions so yeah i mean again Richard two i mean looks cool looks cooler yeah, than the first exactly. one yes i think i will have more fun watching people play it i think it's one of those games where yeah. it'll be funny to watch people with real dialogue talk to each other yeah. about it i um, like not the pre jokes stuff. and stuff yeah um it's also like since it's a sequel that looks cooler than the first one i am the kind of person who's like well now i want to play the first one and i i don't want to get into that hole like i don't uh, i i would prefer just to watch it if i'm going to do anything with it absolutely you know? like, absolutely like, just like Beyond Good and Evil. Like, it's a thing that interests me. Oh, my but God. But I feel the need, like, if I'm going to play the second one, I should play the first one. And it's like, you I shouldn't, though. There's too much. Here's the thing. Like, it's that's too long. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing with the first Beyond Good and Evil. It was originally a GameCube exclusive. Yeah. yeah. And then they eventually ported it. I don't remember if it was to, like, Xbox and PS2, but eventually it got a PC release. I have it through Ubisoft's, like, PC Steam, basically. Yeah. And I went to I uploaded. It. I was like, I should really play this because I haven't played it in a long time, and I should really remember the story and what's going on. Um, it's locked, not only at full screen, but at the smallest resolution I've ever seen. So in my giant 1080p, like 30 inch, 40 inch TV, I'm looking at a square Jeez. the size of my Switch in the middle oh. of the screen. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So if you can find a let so if you can find a let's play on YouTube of someone who's got it running at a yeah. better resolution, better, you know, all of that, do that. Do not buy it on PC and then try to play it because it will not there's no there's no option 
in game to change the resolution and i do not feel like going through the effort of changing it like through files and yeah, you no, play that's insane um i think well there was mario and oh, rabbids with Donkey yes Kong. that's the last thing that is the last <laughs> thing about, about ubisoft we should talk about there's a dlc coming a very large what looks like a very big very big very big um dlc coming to mario rabbits kingdom battle looks like a whole other world like they're that that game is split up into three or four worlds with like five or six sections into it and it looks like the donkey kong dlc that they are adding to it is going to be that big at least yeah if not bigger but uh, what might be, be the donkey kong Maybe. yeah so <laughs> so like you're gonna play like rather you know where you were mario running around and like with the three rabbits behind you, it looks like you're going to be Donkey Kong running around, um, and then Cranky Kong. Yeah, I think is his oh, dof- rabbit doppelganger. Definitely Cranky Kong. Yeah, um, and then and then you're gonna run around this world, which is cool. Yeah. Like the fact that that it's that big, I love that. Yeah. I, I I cannot stress how much that was the biggest surprise I have ever seen come from Ubisoft. Was like, you know, we talked about the guy crying last week which yeah. is like the, the human version of that but like i cannot believe how big mario rabbits was i can't i cannot believe how big that was and how good that game is for a ubisoft game starring nintendo characters that they don't usually like hand out like that it's phenomenal it's absolutely phenomenal <clears throat> yeah i was i i haven't even played mario and rabbits i was like oh my god donkey kong i'm ready <laughs> it's good it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and did you see the presentation? How they did the presentation for the Ubisoft thing? Because I know you haven't watched all of the. the, the yeah, I saw, so I watched that because I had like a, a minute or two to watch that, and it was the music. Yeah. Right. And he, so did you notice that they were talking to each other before they started? And he was I like, did. "Hey guys, I, I people... changed the beginning," and someone else was like, "You always change the beginning." A, and a I couple didn't of times know... it happened. That happened after the Beyond Good and Evil thing, too. So their microphones were being real-time turned up and down. Yeah. And so after the Beyond Good and Evil 2 thing, they go off stage, and you hear the, the, the woman that was on stage with them go, oh, my God, I cannot believe we pulled that off. I cannot believe we got to open this thing. It was probably the cutest thing I've ever heard yeah. <laughs> at, a, at an E3 thing of just how excited these developers were to talk about their product. Yeah. And that kept happening where people were just like, they just weren't turning the mics up and down yeah. at the right time. So you got to hear them talk to each other as they walked off stage. Yeah. And yes, you're right. As for, for, the Don, for the Donkey Kong Mario Rabbids DLC thing, they had a live band. Their name is Critical Hit. Um, they're, they're, they play concerts at like a bunch of different games cons, including E3 all the time. Um, and they had a composer that was the, that was the guy that did the music for Mario and Rabbids. I forget his name, but that was actually how people learned that the game was coming was that someone like got a leak from him that he was doing the music for this yeah. game. So they learned like three months before E3 that this game was coming out. Um, but he came out and, and directed it and they did all of the live music for yeah. this preview of the Donkey Kong DLC and it was it was phenomenal. It was, it was so a cool. phenomenal way to cap off that yeah. that conference. It was so cool. Um, Donkey Kong music might be some of my favorite music well, in all yeah. of in all of video games. Like just from Donkey Kong Country on through to Tropical Freeze, yeah. like that is the one thing they are on point on with anything else. Oh, is that music is fantastic. Yep. I mean, I mean uh, Donkey Konga <clears throat> is the best game also. Oh, God. Also that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, I mean, God, like, yes. kind of a tangent, but, like, yeah, there's some Donkey Kong music in there, but there's also... 
Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. That's the name you should know. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. That's <laughs> the show. Like, it's he great. He did a, um, they did on Wii after, after GameCube. Right. Oh, God, the DK <laughs> rap. Um, everybody look up the Brental Floss DK rap oh update uh, that came out about a month or two ago from, from Brental Floss on, on YouTube. It's so weird. It's so weird. Jesus. It's so weird. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, it's weird. But it was so good. It's so good. Um, but yes, Donkey Konga also got like a weird like Wii um, prequel or sequel uh, yeah. where it wasn't you didn't have the conga drums, but it was a racing game. And the way that you propelled yourself was by beating the conga drums with the Wii U and the nunchuck. It was oh, so wait, good. What? Oh, really? Yeah, I it's like Donkey Konga that. racing or something. Yeah, Jesus. it's really good. I played um, Donkey Konga so much as a kid. I want that again. I want that to come back. <laughs> I love that uh, game so much. Anyways, back to E3. Okay. Then there was that oh. transference thing with Elijah Wood. That was oh really my God. weird. I didn't actually see that. I, did, I, I turned away for a minute. I had to like go back to work, so I missed some stuff. That had premiered last year. It's a VR game yeah. from Ubisoft, but Elijah Wood is involved in helping write it and all this stuff, and it looks really creepy. Yes, it does. And I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> um, um, and then... Toys to Life in Space. Oh my god, I forgot that Starlink got yes. announced again. So Starlink got announced last year, but this was the year that they announced that Star Fox would be involved. Yep. Um, so Starlink is this idea that you get this little um, real-life toy rocket ship that you Toys attach to, to your controller, and then you buy the attachments to it. Yeah. So you buy the different guns to it that you can attach in real time as the game is going. I think that was the thing that blew yeah. everybody away was that you you don't have to like turn the game off or reset levels or anything you can in real time switch out the guns that you have attached to your spaceship as you go through this that looks cool was... i'm never gonna buy toys to play with my video games i'm well, just not nope i uh i shouldn't anymore because i went down that hole way too deep with uh skylanders <laughs> yeah there you go i love skylanders I, I passed that i passed that in the weed and the with the weed light gun shooter where i get to play links crossbow training <laughs> Uh, so that's, yeah, that that's pretty Ubisoft. much yeah. I that's Ubisoft, said, basically. Ubisoft. Uh, they ended their. That's probably the real way to say it. They know. ended their thing with bringing all of the developers on stage, what they've done before. Again, I think they are a company that really appreciates their developers, but I also think that there are people at the top of that company that are making really weird decisions for their developers. Um, but they make great games. I I love most of the games that Ubisoft puts out. I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, huge Far Cry fan. Um, you know, huge Mario and Rabbids fan, all of that. They're they're great developers. They're great people. I think working for that studio. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. Move on really quick. Uh, the I PC game show was between them. Now, uh, there's only a huge. There's like literally a handful of things I wanted to talk about in there. Um. Let's see. I didn't even. Game? What the hell? Oh, there's Sky something called Monkeys? Forgotten City that was a Skyrim. No, there's a oh. Skyrim mod <laughs> that came out like years ago that they are turning into a real full-fledged game oh, cool. called Forgotten City. Looks pretty cool, but not worth getting into. Um, Star Control looks like No Man's Sky, but good, which looks like cartoonish. <laughs> cartoonish characters, voice acting, you get to explore a universe, all of this stuff, but it doesn't have the boringness that No Man's Sky was. Not Again, they don't know enough about it to talk about it. Um, something called, oh, uh, so Sinking City, 
There's, there's two that I really want to talk about. Singing City is the first one. It used to be called The Call of Cthulhu. It's hmm. based on the Call of Cthulhu RPG board game, yes. which is just like HP Lovecraft horror RPG stuff. Um, I heard some updated news on what that, how that game actually works. Again, look up Waypoint stuff, everybody. They're the only ones doing like daily podcasts on this stuff. So I'm sorry I keep talking about them, but they've done daily podcasts on E3. Um, but they talked about the, the demo for Sinking City that was available. It's this weird thing where like a city has been hit by this giant flood and is slowly sinking. But that happened like years and years before this game takes place. Because uh, along with that flood came fish people. And it is at this point now where those fish people are just integrated into this kind of low slum London city, basically. So you're going through, you are a down on your luck, private eye going through this sinking city of, of fish people and humans and people who have mated with each other at this point. Like there are half fish, half human people at this point. Like that's how long this has kind of been going. You're a private eye, you're going through, you get this, you know, you get the kind of uh, uh, cliche, hey, my husband is missing and the only way I can pay you is with our wedding ring kind of kind of mission to go out and find this this possibly dead guy. And it takes you throughout the city. And it's just really interesting to be able to interact with the different people. Um, You know, it's 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 Lovecraft based. So there's like you expect giant tentacle gods and weird you know you know weird class conversations and just kind of like victorian stuff all cool sounds really cool i'm waiting for like bigger previews to come out but the sinking city i think it's worth watching for uh the only other one worth talking about from pc gaming is ooblets which is like pokemon but not as violent oh okay uh, it's been in development for a couple of years. Uh, same kind of concept as Pokemon. You go around, you collect these creatures. They're they're yours. But the way that they fight is that instead of actually fighting, they have dance battles. Awesome. <laughs> and so it's these cute little creatures having dance battles with each other. And the way that you win a fight is you completely discourage the other person rather than beat them till they faint. You just discourage them and make them sad. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm not in this dance battle anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Um and like the the photos from it are very cute. It's all independently developed. It's great. I love it. It's gonna get your both Pokemon and Animal Crossing fix. I that's, think that's as the year goes on. So that's cool. Uh, Ooblets. O O B L E A T S. That's literally the only thing I say things I care about from the PC gaming show. Moving on. <laughs> Sony. <laughs> Sony. I have one thing to talk about. <laughs> yes. Uh, so very quickly, Last of Us Two is coming out. Uh, actually, very quickly, they did a very weird show this year. <laughs> um, they chose like four games that they are like close to to being finished yeah. and that they know everybody's excited about, and they decided to do very large previews for. And then in between, they cut in some some surprise trailers here and there, uh, and some really awkward talk that we don't need to get into. Um, much like the Twitch stuff before, mm. the stuff in between the, the Sony stuff, really awkward okay. and annoying. <laughs> Uh, the biggest stuff about uh, the biggest stuff is Last of Us Two is going to start. Uh, Ellie, anybody who played Last of Us originally, um, that game is about a guy named Joel gets the he he does scavenging work and he does delivery work in this post-apocalyptic world where people have gotten this like weird virus like 
like plant virus thing that turns them basically into zombies and it's a post-apocalyptic world. So there are places that are run by the military and there are other places that are independent and he knows his way to sneak in and out of all of those and also get around these like disgusting creatures, all of that stuff. But his newest delivery is a young girl who seems to be infected, but immune at the same time, like seems to be a carrier Hmm. of this disease. And so his job is to get her to this group of people that will help them make a vaccine because they have they they've never had a human being who is immune but a carrier before and so they think that she's like the linchpin in creating a vaccine for this thing and and ending this apocalypse it's beautifully it's it's made by the same people that make uh crash bandicoot and uh uncharted naughty dog uh hugely great storytellers it's this deeply affecting game it's depressing so so depressing at times but also so uplifting there's a great scene with a giraffe that has escaped from a zoo and is just kind of chilling out in like the campus of this of this um uh university somewhere it's like deeply affecting scenes and so they really blend these like really good emotional like really well really well acted beautifully crafted game uh, so Blast of Us 2, everyone's been kind of waiting for to see what they're going to go with that world. What they're going to do is Ellie is now grown up. Um, she is, we learned in a DLC that she is actually at least, at least bisexual, if not gay. Yeah. Uh, because the whole DLC is about this like girl that she had a crush on when she was a kid. And, and so, um, this new game actually starts with her at this, like kind of church revival barn party hmm. okay. is really cool. Um, she's voiced by the youngest daughter from Growing Pains, I believe is the actress, oh, okay. um, which if anybody out there has ever watched Dollhouse from Joss Whedon, the girl that Caroline put her brain into at the end of, toward the end of that series or the end of season one. My Which, dad uh, would like, know who literally, you mean. Literally five people out there know what I'm talking about. But including, actress, including my father. <laughs> yeah. Really, really cool actress. And then the friend that she interacts with in this in this scene is uh, Shannon Woodward, who is in Westworld and Raising, uh, Raising Arizona, Raising Hope, <laughs> which is basically the Raising Arizona of sitcoms. Uh, Raising Hope, uh, who's like the best friend of the, of the guy in that and is in Westworld as... Um, Oh my god, I forget her name. Jeffrey Wright's like right hand woman in the first season, who's like super, like super programmer, really amazing actress. Um, there are great videos out there of the two of them in their like motion capture suits doing this scene, which is <laughs> like really interesting. Um, but what's really interesting about the scene is that um, so Ellie is like standing there talking to one of her guy friends, and that guy is like, you know, I just broke up with with you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think she's ever going to forgive me. And I was like, don't worry, just give it like a week and she's going to get over it, you know? And it's really interesting to watch the scene in a post-apocalyptic setting. Yeah. You know, we get so many, especially last of us was also very, very depressing as like a post-apocalyptic story and like the walking dead, very depressing post yeah. post-apocalyptic story. And this was like, here's people having a party and rebuilding yeah, society it's a really yeah. interesting way and she's like talking to this guy and she's like don't worry i give it a week and her friend comes up and instead of going to her ex-boyfriend comes to ellie and is like come dance with me yeah <laughs> and so they go out on the stage they go out on the, the dance floor and they're dancing and they're having this like really just kind of like really real conversation hmm. where it's like hey do, hey do i stink 
It's like, yeah, you stink like a fucking garbage can. What are you talking about? Post-apocalypse, nobody can shower. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're having this, like, real conversation. And Ellie's like, I don't, like, I think everyone out there is jealous that you're not da- dancing with them, but I don't know why. And they're friend is like oh don't worry they have all the reason in the world to be scared of you (laughs) and they kiss and it's probably the first time in like e3 at least the e3s that i have been watching that they have literally made the start of a conference a a gay kiss and it transitions immediately from that kiss into ellie stabbing a guy in the throat and then seven minutes of some of the most violent stuff (laughs) that game has to offer that's awesome because that's what that game is that game is a bunch of really intimate human moments just surrounded by gameplay that is so violent so over the top violent and i can't wait for it i i absolutely love the game i think that naughty dog does some of the best writing out there and that I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, I never they also, played the first one, and it's 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 really good. Um, the remaster I think is available on PS4 for yeah. relatively cheap, and that comes with that DLC. Yeah. And it's 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 all very good. It's just like like I cannot stress how much I like. It's like kind of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of games don't get to be. A lot of games don't get to be downers, and like I really oh, yeah. appreciate that as like storytelling uh, element. Yeah. It's like this is just. It's heavy, and you have to deal with it. Um, They also showed off the new game from the people that made uh, Infamous in all those games uh, from Sucker Punch, and that Mm -hmm. game is called Ghost of Tsushima. So that's that, you know, ancient uh, Japanese Mongol invasion action game. I mean, you're going to go around and do a bunch of missions and kill a bunch of people with a katana. That's all that game looks like right now. Um, They showed off more Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was finally a different trailer than everybody else had shown off with Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, this is I the guess? one with Pirates of the Caribbean and Jack, Captain Jack For those of you out there who are not big Johnny Depp fans right now I don't blame you but the well. <laughs> but the Captain Jack that has been voiced at least in Kingdom Hearts 2 and now in 3 is a completely different is a dude doing basically a Captain Jack impression so yeah, there, you, there go. you go there you go <laughs> Um, but I just love that they like they didn't even hide it that that trailer basically started as we know you like pirates so we gave you more pirates. <laughs> well then. Uh, but it did the same thing that the last trailer did, which was that the last third is that background is that song. Just silent, creepy. Yeah. And then yeah, is that background song and dialogue and no other sound. Yep. Which means that they definitely did it on purpose. Which means why? Why did they That's do that? That's what they do. That's what they do. Go uh. back and watch old. Like the old things from the other ones. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, going to get a new game from the people that made Quantum Break in Alan Wake. Yep. called Control. We don't know much about it, but Which, I'm excited for Remedy to make more, more am, games in general. I'm very excited for that because it looks like a lot of mechanics from Quantum Break. Because like, it looks like there's some time elements and there's that. The coolest thing about Quantum Break was there are moments where you go into, like, time loops or something, and it gets very crystallized. Like, the world gets crystallized and magnified, and it just looks super cool. It looks like you're in a kaleidoscope, pretty much. And there are those moments in that control, and it's like, oh, my God. This is probably the closest thing so far that I'm going to get to a Quantum Break sequel. (laughs) You know? So, I'm excited. <laughs> I have to play Quantum Break. That's all I got. I played the you Alan really Wake do. games and absolutely loved them. I just never 
gotten your quantum break before, so you need to <clears> because <throat> it's so good. It's and it's so also good. Got, it's got one of the Ashmores. I don't know if it's Sean Ashmore or the other one, but it's got one of them. I think it's Sean. I don't know if it's Iceman or not. Iceman. It's Iceman. It's Iceman. Is it Iceman? It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> we also got an extended look at uh, Death Stranding, new game from the guy that made all the Metal Gear Solid games and is yep. now making his own. It's super fucking weird. It's still weird. Uh, starring no one Norman knows Reedus. what's going on. Nope. We have a little Jeez. bit more of an idea now yeah, that it looks it's, like it's going to be fairly open world. Yeah, it's going to be fairly open world. Norman Reedus seems to be some sort of delivery person, yep. but he seems to be delivering what looks like babies everywhere. <laughs> and sometimes those babies, like the big thing is that like the, the creatures that you're running from throughout that game, uh, if they touch you, you age. That's the most hmm. we've kind of gotten from all of the different previews is that like if is, they touch you, you age rapidly. And so... It kind of like it kind of <laughs> seems like his job is to take babies from one place to another and as make sure that they don't age rapidly in the process oh and get gosh. like get captured and all that. Like Jeez. that's all we know. That's all we know. And we know that like these creatures seem to be everywhere at all times. We just don't know where because he's got this weird kind of flashing thing that he can put out that will show him where they are oh, okay. so that he doesn't so that he can sneak past them. Um we got a couple more of the actors that are going to be in it. We already know that Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen are going to hear, uh, like, Norman Reedus is your main character. Yep. Mads Mikkelsen seems to be the main bad guy. Mm. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is somehow involved in this. He's been in trailers before, but he was working with Kojima on a Silent Hill game that got canceled before this. So we don't know if he's actually in the game or if he wrote it or directed it or what. Um, but we got two of the actresses that are coming in and. And uh, the only I didn't recognize one of them. I probably should, and someone's gonna slap me in the face for not recognizing <laughs> her. But the one I did recognize is uh, the actress that was in Skyfall. Uh, anyone that saw Skyfall, the latest James Bond movie, mm -hmm. uh, the French actress that is in that with him, uh, it seems to be have a major role in this as well. So I, we don't we don't know still what the hell this game is about or what's going on. We just know more about. Norman Reedus has this kind of job and it's this kind of environment, but we don't know anything about the world beyond that. Oh, God, Kojima. <laughs> now, you talk about Spider-Man because I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's Spider-Man. All right, it's Spider-Man. And of course I'm going to be excited because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. Um, because, and it is evident that I am sitting with, um, one, two, three, four, five, six of my Spider-Men. That was the um, Silk cameo last episode. Yes, that was the Silk cameo, um, last episode. I have Silk, Miles Morales, uh, Noir, Spider-Man, Ben Riley, Spider-Gwen, and just a standard Peter Parker. Um... A picture will go up, I promise, <laughs> so you can see <laughs> my guys. Um, no, I'm so excited. I've been waiting for another Spider-Man. Like I said, Shattered Dimensions was so good. I um, I played I played through Shattered Dimensions, and that's where I learned about Spider-Man Noir and really about the like spider universe and all that and it's like man okay so there's so much more to this character i already love spider-man but there's so much more and it's fantastic and so i've been waiting for it and the trailer of him just going through and finding the sinister the sinister sinister 
I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the Sinister Six. There we go. Which is weird, the Sinister Six, because I'm gonna stop saying that. Because <laughs> it feels like it changes. <laughs> like the 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 members of the SS um changes, it feels. I could sound like a complete idiot right now, but it really I don't does. Know, like I don't know enough about them to to make that. Well, because there's there's a TV one of the TV shows. It's the the six is like, um, Craven, Doc Ock, Mysterio. Um, is it Venom? It might be Venom, and then Green Goblin. Like that. And oh wait, no. And then there has to be another one. Oh, and Rhino. Like, that was the six. And then sometimes, um, instead of Venom, it's freaking, um, whatever. It's someone else. It changes, and it's very confusing sometimes. <laughs> but the trailer of him going through and just fighting all these villains is so cool. And Electro looks amazing. It is, a, like, it's a new costume. He looks freaking scary like he looks like lex luther and <laughs> like mixed with this spider-man villain who and people are probably going to be like that's not what Electro looks like blah 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 ba -doo -ba -doo. he's supposed no, to be blue it. like he even like, says in that thing where he's, he's like, like it's a new he's suit. like hey you get a new costume eh? and he's yeah. like yeah i thought it looked better Exactly. Like, they exactly. acknowledge that look, yeah. And it's just, and even Vulture looks new. Like, he looks like a cross between Vulture and Green Goblin, and it's like, that is so cool. Because it seems like the Osborne tech could be what they're using to enhance them, and it's like, oh my god, I just need this game to come out already. I just need and to know what this story is <laughs> and 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 i get really similar vibes to this as i did with arkham asylum and this is not me yeah no ragging on the game at all like i think that i think the combat works for mm. spider-man oh to, yeah to do that kind of thing yep. and i think that the the flow as he is swinging around and instead of these like quick time events it's just like hit this button and react exactly. as, as yeah. you go through i think that all works and i now, love those like yeah I no love those they, kind they of things great. They look great, and um, so the stuff with the Sinister Six, again, I don't, I haven't read a lot of the comics in the same way that when I went into the, the Arkham series, I have not read, I've read some Batman comics over the years, but I have not read them, you know, in their entirety at all, like, even yeah. close. So there's a very good chance that a lot of what's being presented in this game is very much true to comic mm. form and not the animated series that came out before and yeah, not exactly. the, the movies that come up before and all that. So this could be what the Sinister Six was well, in the comics. Because the other part to all of that is, as he gets to the end of that trailer, there's only five of them, right? Because we don't know who he talks to at the end yeah, of that trailer. Yeah, we don't know who he talks to. Which and is to great, because it could great. be anyone from Green Goblin to Miles Morales. Exactly. But <laughs> it's like, so Miles Morales is in the game. That has been shown. You know that, yes. Um, and that makes me super excited because it could expl it could mean that other characters from the Spider Verse are in it, which makes me excited. Um, like Spider Gwen could show uh, could show up. I don't think she will, but it would be great if she did. Um, but it is that it's that it could be Mysterio. It could be like I feel like it's either Mysterio or um, Green Goblin. 
Right. Like it has to be it has to be one of his big ones. Like it's not gonna be Craven. It's not gonna be um Oh the the, the fact Scorpion is there? It's freaking amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to go because back to that. It's one that a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah. Said, it's like, like he doesn't show up in a lot of the movies. He doesn't show up stuff. a lot. Yeah, so no. it's like um, they're giving you this perfect blend of <laughs> the people you know yes. and like people that you don't recognize yeah. but are massive in the comics yeah. Yeah. and that you know are going to be big there. Yeah. But it's like he doesn't turn and, and speak to Hammerhead. Like he's not going to be turning. It could be Venom. It could be the symbiote. Him being like, oh shit, you're back. Like, like a symbiote, <laughs> a symbiote is back. Like, it could be car. Like, it could be. It has to be a big guy, and it's probably either Mysterio or um, Green Goblin. Right. Or it's someone completely different, and I'm gonna be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, it's that kind of trailer, just showing me all the villains that are, and Mister Negative is there. Um, who is f- fairly new? Like he's a newer villain. Yeah. So he's um, got the big he's got the big conspiracy theory attached to him about Miles Morales because I think in the comics the way that Miles ends up taking over is that Mister Negative grabs Peter and is like your your mind now and turns him bad and Miles Morales has to step up and be yeah. Spider Man and yeah. so like I'm excited for a possibility that you know two hours into this game, halfway through this game, three quarters of the way through this game, all of a sudden Peter is taken out of It'd it and Miles has to step up and be Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for that. It would be great. So I, I'm just... And it's open world, I believe, too. So, like, that's God, I hope we're going exciting. back to Spider-Man 2. We're going back to like, Spider-Man 2 where you have to get pictures for... Pictures for um, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I hope you have to stop. I hope you have to do pizza deliveries. I hope you have to save Dude, random so people. Good. Like this so idea good. that like he has to live in the city. It's not just swinging from one objective to another. Exactly. It is that you have to yeah. react to things happening right now. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want from a Spider-Man game. I I'm just I just I love that combat style too. Like to go back to that. To go back to that, that's what worked for me in the Batman games. Is that combat style where I'm like, I can just mash buttons right now, and you're basically <laughs> going to attack whoever is closest to because me. Because every combination I am so of down with this. is a new gadget. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, that's how Shattered Dimensions was too. Is that it's basically you? You're surrounded by people, and you're you just have to hit your combos right, and you're gonna take them down. And there are different finishing moves, finishing moves, and and ways of taking these people down. I hope there is stealth in in Spider-Man so badly. Do I hope that there is stealth? Because I love stealth mechanics in any kind of game. And that's really how that's how Spider-Man thrives inside. Oh, I think yeah. that there's a few ga- <laughs> there's a few games in the Spider-Man oeuvre that don't understand that that's what you're supposed to do with Spider-Man inside. Is yeah. that he should be in stealth? It shouldn't <laughs> just be Spider-Man going through and beating people up. Yeah, no. no, he should be using that environment to sneak around shit because he can cling he can to the do ceiling in the sides of boxes exactly. and flip through. Like give him those options. Yes, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. And I and I love the suit. I love the suit. The suit looks so cool. And it is very Sony <laughs> in a sense. But it, the suit is beautiful. And, yeah, and I'm it's, just and so it's ready. New, like, God knows there's probably a comic that's had that for like years and I just don't know. But it just looks 
different enough yeah. that it, exci- it all excites it's, me. It all excites it's me. It's not. It's nothing I've seen, and I don't even. I don't even read that much of the Spider-Man of Spider-Man comics or anything like that. I just know the character and know what is happening to him throughout the years. But like, I've never seen a suit like that. Um, like, even yeah, even like Big Time Spider is not really that kind of suit. It's just I don't know. <laughs> it looks very cool. Like it's very yeah. it's a very nice and new and clean like design to they, it. They have successfully um, gotten me excited about a Spider-Man game, which is hard to do because I know how up and down those games can do. But yeah. this game looks like it is going to be worth playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh. it's, it's one that I don't, I didn't need convincing. Like, as soon as it was announced, <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's getting bought by me. Like, no crap, I'm buying that. Um, and it's coming out in my birthday month. So that is exciting. Cool. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so. uh, okay, so yes. moving on from Sony, there's a bunch of weird stuff that happened with so I don't even want to talk about it. They had a weird <laughs> conference, which included an old white guy playing a Japanese flute. Well, there we go. There it is. That's the weird <laughs> thing that happened to everybody. Uh, but that was it. That was it for Sony. They didn't, like, it, like we said, they didn't, oh, I know what we didn't talk about. They remade Resident Evil 2, and it looks like they remade it with the engine from Resident Evil 7. So oh. people have been waiting for this for years. Um, the you know, Capcom and and uh, whatever other studios work on Resident Evil, I don't know about um, that. A few years ago, started remaking and updating and remastering all of their games. They did Resident Evil Four, pretty good. Uh, considered one of the top in the series for an action horror. Uh, they redid Resident Evil One, which I replayed, which was great. I enjoyed that. Uh, I haven't replayed Resident Evil Zero yet, but they redid that. But people have been waiting for Resident Evil 2. Because Resident Evil 2 is like, if Re- if Resident Evil is alien, Resident Evil 2 is aliens. Where there are people nice. who are like, <laughs> love Resident Evil 1. And then there are people who are like, no, I got into the series for 2. I got in for the action and the craziness. And people have been waiting for that. And it looks like what they were waiting for was for Resident Evil 7 to prove that people wanted a game to look that freaking good. Like they have completely redone all of the models. They have change the way that game looks like they've changed the way that game is played entirely to match resident evil 7 it looks fantastic i want i can't wait to play it <laughs> looks cool um because that's the one that introduced like um the titan and uh, the guy that's like the the big biohazard dude that's like hunting down the star labs people if you've ever played if you've ever watched um the second resident evil movie which is i think apocalypse mm-hmm. like that is all entirely based on resident evil 2 the game perfectly looks cool Looks worth watching. Excited that they finally have that coming out. Uh, but that's pretty much it for Sony. I got nothing else. No. Let's do Nintendo and get this thing knocked out right out the bat because most of what they showed we already knew was coming. The, Nintendo um, was like weird, nothing. weird. Nothing. No. <laughs> like the coolest there... thing I like. Smash. Okay, everybody's gonna be in Smash. Cool. Forty-five minutes of da- Smash. Like Daisy. <laughs> Daisy's gonna be in Smash. Ridley is going to be in Smash. By the way, sorry, and... I have to stop you for a second. So someone put up a picture of Ray from Star Wars, who is played by Daisy Ridley, yeah. and oh, said, "Hey, here's the awesome. two. Here's the two new Smash characters." It took me way too long to figure out what the fuck they were talking about. Oh no. <laughs> 
had it with Daisy Ridley. Um, they'll, they'll announce probably a handful of new characters before that comes out. Yeah, but like... the ultimate thing about Smash, if you are a Smash Brothers fan, what they have done is uh, brought back literally every character who has ever been in a Smash Brothers game. Yep. They are putting them in Smash Brothers Ultimate. They have retooled some a lot of the ones that have not been around since Melee, which was the GameCube one that yep. everybody loves. Yep. Um, so Wolf is coming back from Star Fox. He's got a whole new um, look to him and a whole new moveset. Uh, Snake is coming back from Brawl, which is the Wii version. They kept saying that the Wii version came out 10 years ago, and it made me feel so old that I wanted to throw my phone out a window. Um because I never played the Wii U version, so the last Wii, I, the the last Smash Brothers game I played is ten years old. Um, <laughs> so bad. Um, they're bringing back Cloud. They're bringing back back Bayonetta. They've introduced Daisy and Ridley, the main dragon bad guy from Metroid games. Yeah. Um, they're bringing back Ice Climbers. Uh, uh, looks oh, cool. Splatoon, looks... Splatoon Inkling is coming. They're adding these Splatoon Inklings. Like it, it looks cool. I think it's the first time that I've been excited to go and buy one in a decade. I never felt the need to go out and get the Wii U version, but the the ultimate version that looks cool. Yeah. I'll play it. I'll play it online. All of that. I like the idea of bringing all those characters together. I also like the fact that the same guy who has been the creative director on all of these games since like, if not. Melee back on on GameCube than even N64 and is like infamous for being a guy who has run himself like almost to the death for this game series. <laughs> and this last year, they they made a big talk about the fact that I actually wrote his name down and I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna feel bad if I say it wrong, but his name is Masahiro Sakurai. God, I hope I said that right. Um, but he has been with this series for you know over a decade and like i know that there are a lot of people out there who are like oh they're just porting every other smash game to to switch and not doing anything new first off they are shut up they're doing new stuff they already announced that um but like the idea that this guy is not killing himself for this game series is like yeah sure i'll buy this game don't don't let him kill himself for this game series please um because he deserves all the credit he gets for creating this massive, massive franchise for Nintendo, but no one sh out there should be killing themselves for their video games. Uh, but that's pretty much it for Smash. Like, if you've played Smash before, literally, this is Smash you've played before. Um, pretty much. A bunch, mean... bunch of new characters. They've hinted at a new... Okay. There was a really great single-player part to the Wii version, mm -hmm. and they kind of hinted at that for unlocking all of your characters for this, so that'll be interesting. There's also, uh, you can also choose genders, it seems. Yes. So Which Pikachu is, is going to have, Pikachu is going to be multi-gendered. Yeah. So like there's, there's female Pikachu who is like, and what I like is that some of the, the, the costumes are gender locked, which means you have to play female Pikachu to play Luchador Pikachu. Yes. Which I love. Exactly. I love that idea. Um, the Inklings have, there are eight different Inklings to choose from. Four, four boys and four girls. There are eight different... Uh, oh, there's something else in there that says eight different elves to choose from. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But there are a handful of them where there are a bunch of them to choose from. It might have been the Wii Fit people or the Wii, the Wii um, characters. The, there, the there's a, um, I know that there's a female Pokemon trainer as well. Yes, um, there's that too. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, um, it's, so, it's interesting. Yes. Yes, I don't know good. if I'm going to be buying it right off the bat, but, you know, it is interesting. <laughs>
but good good on Nintendo for you know they they they're expanding yeah. in a cool way like yeah. this game this game series has been going for like 15 years and i think this is a cool way to at least bring it to switch and and see what's going on and with switch they have an option to update it in a thousand different ways oh yeah oh, totally um not much new on let's go there, pokemon there's a um isn't there a mario party Mario Party there got announced, right? Yeah. So, again, just the same Mario Party, but with Su- Switch. Yes, but now it's uh, Super Mario Party. Yeah, it's Super the first Mario time Party. that it's, it's not Mario Party 11, it's officially Super Mario Party. So, uh, that's cool. Looks like Goomba's going to be a playable character, yep. which will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, no- nothing about Pokemon except for Mew is included with the Pokemon Ball, the Pokeball Plus. Oh, is that what they were saying with that? Yeah. Okay. So you that. get yeah. Mew. You automatically get That's Mew. That's cool. Which, like, now I need to get one because, <laughs> A, you get Mew, and, B, if I don't get one, I feel bad that there's just a Mew sitting in a box somewhere. <laughs> in the digi space. In the, yeah, um, you know, I feel bad. Actually, going back to Super Mario Party really quick, one of the coolest things that they showed off was that if you are playing with four people across two Switches, the two Switches actually can connect to create certain games oh, cool. so it's like they will cross across the so like there was one where they showed like pipes in this kind of maze-like path yep. creation and you put the two you would readjust the switches next to each other mm-hmm. to create the path that you oh, would go that's cool. so i like that's that cool. yeah so so not only guaranteeing that you need to have two people who have spent three hundred dollars with nintendo <laughs> but you know you know they, their continued thing of bringing people together to play their games like super mario party sounds great uh let's go Pokemon is, is doing, you know, their, you can play multiplayer on that. That looks cool. Um, and actually, the only other big thing to talk about with all that. Oh, sorry. Two big things. Really quick. Paladins yeah! is coming to, is coming to Switch I right now. Know. You can do it. So you can get in. I assume what they're doing is basically a paid beta to test their servers. So you can buy the Founders Pack and get Paladins right now for like 30 bucks. Yeah, so what, but they so, have talked about later going free-to-play, which I assume will come when their online service comes up and running. Yeah, so what it is on PS4, at least, is that you it was in beta. You could download the beta and just play it. Like, I, I mentioned that a while back. Um, and you can play it and you buy it's, you buy the founders pack and you get every single character, you get a whole bunch of their skins, you get, I think you unlock all their skins or something. Um, and it's 30 bucks. So it's weird that they're doing it the opposite way. Cause like the founders pack is not the game, at least on PS4. It's literally just like unlocking characters. Right. So so what I think. What I think they're doing is that you do get it's the so game weird. when you do that. Yeah. I think it's the idea that they don't want to overload their servers yes, right off the bat. Exactly. You know, Nintendo yeah, exactly. is still figuring out their online service stuff. Um, you know, Splatoon 2 is like their big online multiplayer right now. Yep. And the big thing with that is that if you want to do voice chat, you have to download an app and get like an additional thing that is convoluted and stupid <laughs> in order to do voice chat in Jesus. Splatoon 2. Or you could just use any Discord. number of other voice chat options. Discord. Yes, Discord is um, your option. But right. I am excited for Paladins on the Switch because, right. so I think, as as I said, it could ju- it's basically just I can now bring Overwatch anywhere I go. <laughs> yeah, and I think that once it goes, I think the idea is that, you know, you get the Founders Pack and access to the game right now, and that gets you in, and they can test their servers, and then when it goes free-to-play after Nintendo finally launches whatever amorphous online service they've talked about for two years now, 
um, it will be free to play there, and you know you have whatever bonus you got for buying the founders pack in there, and they they know it's going there. Yeah. Like that that seems to be the the process, because yeah. uh, they're doing a similar process with what might be the most disastrous launch I've ever seen. Uh, this will be the last thing we talk about wait. today, so everybody buckle up. <laughs> Fortnite came Fortnite came to Switch. Fortnite, the biggest game, seemingly of all time, came to Switch, and if you have I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. So Fortnite came to Switch. They announced it during the Direct. And what they said was, as of 10 a.m., what I assume was Pacific time for whenever the, the thing came out, as of 10 a.m., you could download, download Fortnite and play it for free. It is a free-to-play game, and it's there. Cool. Uh, first thing that people talked about was, hey, there's voice chat in this game. And Nintendo insisted with Splatoon 2 that there was no way to do voice chat with the Switch, which is why you had to get their convoluted online app, like, uh, like app extra thing and get these extra components <laughs> and spend all this extra money. Why does voice chat work on, work on Fortnite but didn't work on Splatoon 2? Nintendo, you idiots. So there's that. There you go. <laughs> People got over that pretty quickly. What they didn't get over was that there were some people that spent three hours downloading Fortnite. I'm pointing at myself right now. Spent three hours downloading Fortnite to log in and be told that my Epic's game account would not work because I had originally created the account and had it linked to my PS4, a system I have not played Fortnite on since the first week I ever played Fortnite, where I downloaded it, I created the account, I played it, I went... Nah, it's not really for me, especially on controller. Deleted it, and then like a month later is when I finally downloaded it on PC to try it on PC instead. Yeah. But what they're learning, and what people are learning now, is that if you have ever had, if your Epic's game account was created through PS4, was ever linked to PS4, is currently a link to PS4, even if it is unlinked now, or you haven't played it in months on PS4, you cannot use the same Epic's game account on Switch. And you need this third-party account to log into Fortnite and play. So you have to create a new one. It's not the biggest problem in the world. Like, it's not that hard. I've got two emails. I can create another one. <laughs> Whatever. What annoys me is that they didn't tell me before I spent three hours downloading yeah, it. No. <laughs> um, and, like, obviously, if you have to create a new account, that also means that, you know, there's always been this problem. Uh, this all kind of goes back to... Months ago, when Fortnite became this huge, 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 huge thing, um, Epic Games wanted to make Fortnite cross-play between all of the consoles, all of the online versions, all of the mobile versions, all of this. They wanted you basically be able to log in anywhere with any version of the game you had, play with anybody else playing the game. And Microsoft, you know, big PC people, so they were fine with it on Windows, they were fine with it on Xbox, they were fine with it on... You know, Google was fine with it on Android. Mac was fine with it on iOS. All of these things you can cross-play against. Sony, you cannot. <laughs> Sony has been, because they have the largest market, like they, they have sold more PS4s than anybody has sold Switches or Xboxes. Yeah. They have more people playing Fortnite than anybody has playing Fortnite. And so Sony has it in their head that they are king shit of fuck mountain. <laughs> 
and that they get to make any decision they want and that everybody else has to deal with it. And so they refuse to let people cross play between PlayStation and Xbox. Basically, you can do it between PlayStation and PC still owned by Microsoft. I will point out, but you cannot do it between PlayStation and Xbox and presumably between PlayStation and Nintendo. But what's really weird and annoying is that people who have Epic Games accounts seem to be able to have their account linked to Xbox, to PlayStation, to iOS, to Android, to PC with no problem. Their items in their progress don't seem to come across, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, Sony doesn't want to cross-play. You have, you know, you're on different consoles, all of that. So, which unfortunately means that, like, if you buy what's called the Battle Pass, it's this, you know, it's their... Um, you know, the paid ver- the paid part of this free-to-play game where you're getting extra unlocks and all of that, mm. that will only work on PC and whatever console you want to link it to, whatever. But it's not going to cross over between Xbox and PlayStation, basically. Fine. Oh, People have learned to accept that. It's annoying, and it's all Sony's dumbassery, but it is what it is. Yeah. But this seems to be the first time that if you go to log on to an account that they have said you need to have a different account entirely. Um, now that might be, I'm still trying to figure that out. I have been talking, first off, I've been, first off, I think that Epic should have warned people about this when they made this massive E3 announcement and knew that people on Switch were going to go and like, oh, I've got this game on PS4. I want to go play it on Switch where I can take it with me wherever I go. Exactly. Yeah. Like they should have known that that was going to be a problem and warned people. And for some reason, people have been like, this is all Sony's fault. I hate Sony. Blame Sony. Sony, what is your problem? Why can't you let people cross-play Sony? And no one wants to give Epic the fucking grief they deserve. Yeah. They deserve some grief. I'm not saying that Sony doesn't deserve, also deserve grief or more of the grief. Like, I have no doubt that this all comes back to Sony's crappy not wanting to cross-play deal. Yeah. But Epic is the one you have the game account with. Epic is the one that should have said, by the way... If you have an Epic account that is linked to a PS4, you need to create a new one with Nintendo. That's all they had to say. Yep. Literally all they had to say. (laughs) Just get just a little warning, guys. And as far as I know, to right now, which is now uh, 9:30 my time, almost 11:30 your time. We're almost done, people. I swear to God, almost 11:30 your time. We are like, as far as I know, Epic has not made a single freaking statement on any of this. They have put out stuff in like their. FAQs hiding in forums somewhere five pages deep explaining what's going on or at least explaining that you need to create a new account with Nintendo which I figured out when I downloaded the game and it told me that but they have not put out a statement that said hey we're sorry we know this sucks but we don't have an option because of contracts like that's all I wanted that's all I'm expecting and yet I'm watching people online who are like oh no Epic is Epic is innocent and free of all charges this is all Sony it's like Epic Epic created the Gears of War series. Epic created the Unreal Engine and the Unreal Games. Yeah. Epic is a massive game company. You are not getting any sort of like indie street, cle- street cred for defending Epic Games in any of this. They are just like, they should have been more professional is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Yeah, and, that, I, that and I think said, that's valid. <laughs> that being said, so I deleted my... I deleted Epic, my Epic Games launcher thing off of PC. I deleted, I uninstalled that game there. I uninstalled it from from PS4 months ago. Yeah. Because I haven't played it on there in months. I created a new Epic Games account and downloaded it on Switch like an hour later. Because <laughs> I'm broken inside. Aww. And I wanted to see how the game played. 
Damn. And how does it play, Zach? <laughs> it's fine. Um, and there we go. <laughs> it's fine. It plays fine, especially on the handheld mode. Handheld mode plays, you know, smoothly enough and, and gets you through no problem. It's actually kind of really shitty on docked mode on TV. Oh, really? It is Damn. really laggy. And I don't know if it's the switch over because the, um, you know, the, the switch tablet itself is 720p. Yep. And, you know, most TVs are 1080. And most games can switch between that really smoothly. Zelda is really good about that. Breath of the Wild is yeah. really good about that, where the, like, you get the full package on docked mode, 1080p, beautiful game, and then it switches to 720 in handheld mode. They you know, downsize a lot of that. They don't render as much grass as the, the 1080p game. Like Literally, that's what they do to make the 720 like, like handheld version run as smoothly as the docked version so that you don't really... Stuff that you wouldn't even think about, so you don't really see it I mean, you see it, but your brain doesn't process it as, like, really very different. Exactly. Like, but Nintendo, of course, it's a first-party game. Nintendo knew what they were doing with Zelda. Fortnite didn't quite figure that out, so you dock it. First off, it's really pixely on a 1080, t- on a 1080 TV. It really looks like they set it up for 720 and didn't bother to do any work for a 1080 <laughs> screen. And it lags like crazy. It was running perfectly smoothly in my hand at 720. Jeez. I took out the switch controllers, put it in the dock, sat at my TV, and it lagged like crazy. That's it's insane. so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. So, well, there you go. so yeah, so, that's the Fortnite it, guys. launch. They work. might patch it. They might patch it for the you know 1080 TV stuff once they get kind of past E3. You know, like literally the day after this launched on Switch, they were doing a massive tournament at E3. So I'm not surprised that they haven't like they didn't immediately fix problems. I just wish that they had a social media person who was like, "Hey, we hear you. We'll get back to you at the end of the week." Yeah, um, exactly. But but. I, I suspect next week a lot of stuff will be resolved. Yeah. Uh, maybe that will include the account stuff. I can't promise that, obviously. I'm hoping for yeah, the don't, TV don't stuff. Yeah, don't promise that people will come after I promise us. nothing because I promise nothing because I don't work for anybody. Uh, <laughs> I just like, like seriously, like I fought with people online all day about this where people were like, it's all Sony's fault. It's like, it's not. Epic has some responsibility here. Don't let them off the hook just because Sony is probably the one that handed them the contract. But they probably signed it. Like yeah. Epic has been around for almost 30 years. They have, a, they have lawyers. They knew this was coming and they told nobody. So like, don't give them that. Yeah, no. Especially because like their login fail screen when when you go on to Switch and you like I'm gonna log in with my Epic account now that I had that was linked to PS4 months ago and is on PC. You log in and it comes with a big screen that says login failed due to I'm gonna paraphrase here because I can't remember the exact words, but might as well have said due to contractual obligations we can't allow this account to be connected to Switch and it's out of our hands and we can't do anything about it. I was like I really wish you had told me that hours ago yeah because like this is kind of shitty and also it really looks like epic is being like really whiny children that are like oh sony made us do a bad oh (laughs) it's like well you know what it's like because that's the other thing epic has said nothing play uh sony and playstation have said nothing which means that people are just going well we know that sony is really shitty about crossplay this must be sony's fault if in a week all of a sudden it comes out that this is entirely Epic's decision that they were like, we saw this massive opportunity. We were launching on switch and we knew that uh, like millions and millions of people were going to play this game. So we decided that even though it's not 
actually Sony's fault. We decided to make this look like Sony's fault just to fuck with them. Like, there is a very cynical, very sad part of me that can see that happening. Oh, yeah. And being like, oh, yeah, no, we just want to put pressure on Sony and we're going to use Nintendo's fan base to do it. Exactly. Right? So, it's, like, it's... I, that's, why, that's why you come out with a Twitter message that just says, we hear you, we're sorry, we're working on it. Exactly. Or you come out with a statement that you put on a blog, just on a developer's blog somewhere. Yeah, you just, just need own to it. Own and be it. like, we understand. All be... you had to say was the words, we understand your frustration and we're sorry. Exactly. Even if, like, even if it was like, we can't do anything about it, we swear. The problem with that, though, is that you will still get people on the internet being like, well, fix it now! Like, that's true. stop saying you're sorry and just fix that's it. True. Like, there will be but I would be either fighting with way. Them yeah, that's yes. true. Either, yeah. I would be fighting with them instead, instead of the blame Sony people. Exactly. Like, that's all it does. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's E3, everybody. That's E3, and that's four hours, Woo-hoo! and I'm done. It's spent. Um, biggest... <laughs> Uh, so the next few days, there are still people like in LA at E3 getting demos and learning, you know, deeper things. So we're going to see that online. Yeah. Uh, we might talk about some stuff later as it comes out. Exactly. But that's that's the big press conferences and that's the show that they put on for people who didn't get to LA. Yep. That's what that's what the games industry wants people who didn't get to LA to think to about. To see and yeah and yeah. know and find out. Yeah. Um, that's good. So. Before we end, let us let's do like your favorite games that you are excited for. Like uh, just like like top five, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's I'm still that. excited for Let's Go Pikachu and and, e- and Eevee, okay. even though they we didn't get a huge massive showing from that. The show we got last week, I'm still very excited about that. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, very excited to cool, to kind of see what that looks like. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm I'm a massive fan of that series, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> I slogged. It took me so long to slog through Assassin's Creed Three. It's such a bad game, um, but I'm on four now, and that's pirates, and that's sea shanties, and that's the song, the song donkey riding that I still get to <laughs> mess with my family with. Um, so like I'm excited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I I mean the more that we hear about Anthem, the more I will get excited about that. I mean yeah. that's that's really that that's the big stuff. Um, there's smaller okay. things in there, like Octopath Traveler. I'm, I'm definitely gonna check out when that comes out too. But uh, as far as big, big, big stuff goes, those are probably the big name things. I got you. Uh, what yeah. are you excited? See, I don't, I don't know if mine are all big name, but um, I see a solitude. I'm very excited for. Yes. Just again, because it feels like rhyme, and I'm excited to have another game that get, brings me that much joy and sadness. Um, I. We Happy Few. I did not think I would be as excited as I am. Um, but it's just, it looks so interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, no, you're you're, ab- you're, um, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, I did not think I would be that excited. Quiet Man, obviously, I gushed over it enough. Spider-Man, again, obviously. Skull and Bones. Um, and then, I don't know, like... I guess that's really we're, it. We're, Rage, yeah, 2. We're into- Rage 2. Rage yeah. 2. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm interested to see more of Rage 2. Yes. Whether I want- or not, I've not decided yet if I want that game, but yeah. I am excited to see more about I it. Want- oh, I- 76. Obviously. That's yeah, the game. That's, that's, that's the biggest game um, waiting. And then for oh. me, for me still, also Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean. We're, we're in a weird phase. You know, game development in, in general is a multi-year process. And I think what happened in 2017 is we hit 
this beautiful coming together of a lot of people's different dev cycles ending. Yep. And so they got to release in the same year, and we got a really strong, really solid year of games. And we're still coming down from that. Yeah. I think, you know, like 2007, you know, 10 years before that, I was graduating high school. I was not into games the way I'm into them now. Yeah. And so I, this was, that was the first year. So 2017 was the first year that, like, the massive year of games was, like, in my life. And so I think there's a there's a readjustment period you hit where you're like, oh, no, yeah. okay. So really there's like five games that come out a year that you, you should really be excited, that you're really going to be excited for, not 15 yeah. like there was. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was so, so it always feels kind of – so I think it feels kind of awkward this year to be like, you know, everybody's coming down from that. But I think I think developers and publishers are also coming, coming down, down from that. Coming down from it and just like uh, trying to move on and Yeah, but I, I encourage everybody to look up independent games. You know, like we said, Sea of Solitude, yes. Unravel. Uh, yeah. We mentioned the EA Originals thing, but even that, like, seek out um, different publishers of, uh, like, games journalists and stuff like that that are talking about different independent games and look for, on Twitter, look for people who are talking about different indie games they like because those are the things that kind of, get you through from massive $60 game to another is the $10 game. The $10 game that speaks to you is the game that's going to get you into the $60 game later. And there are some, uh, there are a lot of hidden gems, a lot of hidden gems. Like I could name four right now. (laughs) It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, (laughs) when we get, we get back after next week, which this, well, this week, this week, when you're hearing, yes, yes. when we get back, we'll we will start looking at the the smaller stuff. I think that we really love and and bringing to people and yeah. like recommending stuff and stuff yeah. like that. I yeah. think that'll be cool to do yeah. when we get back and yeah, I after agree. this massive massive AAA outpouring we've done <laughs> for two weeks oh straight. My God. But oh my god, okay, we did it, everybody. Oh my god, hope you enjoyed oh, it. Is it real? Cause I'm it's so real. Tired. It's real. I'm tired as well. Jeez. Well, oh, I can't. I've never talked this much for this long before. I don't know if I uh, have either. Uh, <laughs> it's a good this experience. Been, yeah, this has been Say Report Junior. We love each and every one of you. Um, <laughs> I love doing this. It sounds like I'm I'm yawning and stretching as I do this, so it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. But I do. I love every moment of this. I love E3. Mm-hmm. I love this weekend. You know, for all of the fights that I get in with people, uh, what it really is is four days of people expressing every number of feelings of every game that is coming out in a way that we don't get very often. You know, I don't think movies and TV don't have an E3. You know, they have Oscars and they have, you know, Emmys and stuff afterwards, but they don't have previews the way that, that yeah. games have. Yeah, no. um, games are so much about the hype as much as they are the game finally coming out. And then the discussion that you get afterward, it's a massive undertaking for every fandom of every game. Yes. It's part of why I love them so much. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be surprised. There are games here that I saw that I went, huh, okay. And I guarantee you in three months I'm going to be gushing about because someone's going to write a a massive feature on or they're going to do a demo or, or we're something. Gonna have more infor- yeah, we're going to have more information on that. Exactly. It's like, oh, quiet, quiet this man's, is what the game's going to be. Man's going to end up being the best game to ever come out in our lifetime. Yep. <laughs> going to discuss it for decades to come. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, hey, you first. I was going to say, no, up. I forgot Like one other game that I'm excited for to learn more about is Control. That's the only other Oh, thing. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anything Remedy puts out. Like, this, oh, this yeah. is also the 
hands down. This is the time of year where you start to where you kind of start to solidify like these are the developers I like. Yeah. I think we we learned so much about publishers and console makers that I think people don't realize that developers are a completely separate thing. Developers yeah. are your directors and your actors and exactly. your game makers. Publishers are just the producers and marketers, and their job is important. But I think they end up getting the, the I think they get a lot of the focus. Um, Remedy respawn. Um, I think it's Yo Mai is the name of the Jap the German company that's making uh, Sea of Solitude I or Joe so. Mai. I think so. Something like that. Um, you know, these are the people that actually make your games. Yep. And every time someone goes online and complains about a glitch or complains about the writing being bad, the, the developers are the people you're talking about, and those are human beings. We all yeah. need to remember that. I'll make fun of EA from left to right, top to bottom, and I'll make fun of Ubisoft because Ubisoft, even though they do also develop the games, they've got like eight studios. I'll make fun of Ubisoft from here to there. But game developers are the people making what is, quite frankly, the single best medium in my life anyway. So, and I, I know I appreciate them. That's what this weekend is all about for me. Yeah. So. Go, good. There we go. And there we go. <laughs> now that I've done, now that I've almost started crying. Oh, I have been no! Zach, <laughs> uh, no! I've been Zach Schiller. Uh, this has been Say Report Junior. You can follow me at uh, Zerwiski on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow the show at Say Report Junior. Uh, you can also follow my co-host. That's me. You can follow me at Dale's Brain. And again, it is with a Y. It's D-A-Y-L-E. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes. Um, yeah. So by the time fun. we get back, it will be two weeks from now mm-hmm. that we'll see you. Although you'll you won't miss anything. Uh, yeah, thankfully, no. that's <laughs> that's how important you are to us. Um, but you know, we love you. We miss you. Please don't melt in this terrible, terrible heat. I think I might be the only one living in it right now. But yeah. God knows what Rhode Island no, feels was, like. It right was now. raining today, so. It was <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a little bit of spit. Spittle. Um, Spittle. Let's find out. Let's find out um, <laughs> what it's like where Liz is from. Liz, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for listening to the Say Report with your hosts Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for the Say Report, and you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you, and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time. <laughs>